So welcome to AY After Hours. I have been elected to do the opening this time. I have no idea why. I do. <laughs> Maybe I it's it. the elaborate blooper reel that yep. we have in yep. our archives. Yep. Um, so welcome. Thanks for listening and watching. Um, today we're going to talk about something near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. I don't know dear, but mm. near. Um, supply chain. So uh, we decided to bring in some people that deal with something like this in their everyday work life. So here we have Brad and Ben joining us um, to give us some insights into what the last year and a half has looked like from a manufacturing perspective. So Brad and Ben, thank you for joining us. You bet. Thank you. Yeah. And Ben is a self-proclaimed uh, recovering introvert. I am. So we are going <laughs> to draw you Great. out of that shell. <laughs> thank you. That's <laughs> right. So tell us a little bit about yourselves, Brad, Ben, where you came, you know, kind of your uh, history background with A.Y. McDonald. Go ahead, Ben. Sure. Um, I started with A.Y. McDonald in uh, June 2016 as a uh, purchasing agent okay. and uh, moved into a uh, procurement specialist role uh, a couple of years after that. And then about a year and a half ago, Brad, I think, moved into the uh, purchasing manager role. So, for for those who don't know, explain what procurement is, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> I don't think anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> procurement and uh, is really just buying goods to okay. be used in manufacturing. Okay, that's the simplest way to put it. Got it. I'm Brad Obering, um, Vice President of Production Planning and Logistics. I've been here for 20 years. Um, so I started out in inventory control. And then went um, over to the sales side, worked in product management here, and then back into the purchasing and inventory control. So I once thought I was the young guy here, now I'm <laughs> becoming the old guy here. So I'm almost 20 years. So Your beard is giving you away. It's I the see gray. some gray in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely he, gray. He actually is the youngest here. And do you know why? Why? Brad is actually only 11 and a half years old. Yep. Today. I had a birthday oh. some time between yesterday and today. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, he, he, was, he was born on leap year, leap on yeah. February 29th, so yeah. he's only had like 11 birthdays. You're aging very well yeah. for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Even with the gray in the beard, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so we know your titles, but what does what are some things like in everyday work life, what do you do? Like what are some of the tasks that are involved in these responsibilities? Just so people can kind of understand how, as we get around to supply chain, how that might affect you you know i think the the basis of i don't I'll do inventory control and let and let ben talk about purchasing but um the inventory control we're scheduling the factories we're ordering the parts we need to make our finished goods um a lot of communication with the, the factories and, and production people and then and then with the purchasing group and then after we kind of send the po's out to the suppliers and ben's group kind of takes over and has that relationship with the with the suppliers from a purchasing perspective, um, I dress up in my fireman's outfit <laughs> out in the parking lot before I come into the building each day. Um, but seriously, it's uh, it's been in firefighting mode now for um, the past year for sure, and uh, probably even the last half of 2020 um, when things started to swing back up. Um, it takes a lot to get this train moving again, so that's where we're at. Yeah, Ben, I, I tell him I always felt bad for him because everything seemed 
calm for quite a while and then COVID hit Ben came in right when COVID hit and then Great you know everything is <laughs> going down and we're worried if we have to cancel POs and do all these things and then COVID really never had as big of an impact as we thought and now we're expediting everything so right. he hasn't had a, a day of calm since he's he's been in here um that's exciting but, yeah is this probably the most stressful year year and a half you've had in your career do you think i'd say there's a lot of challenges um stress is however you want to make perspective it. yeah he's always smiling i can never tell if he's stressed <laughs> or not sounds like a good man for the yeah. job yeah. never let him see a sweat yeah <laughs> it's uh we've got a very good um team uh, in purchasing, PIC, everywhere, uh, the people that we deal with, our coworkers internally, um, really make this thing go. Um, I'm kind of along for the ride, uh, cheerleader of sorts, and making sure that we hit targets that uh, um, Brad and the um, the management team hit. That, that's our that's our main goal. Yeah, and I'd say you know I always compare this year to 2013. And I, you guys, none of you were probably around for 2013. So <laughs> nope. it was when we converted from leaded to no lead and then at the same time put in our new ERP system. And I never thought I'd experience years, a year like that again. But it was, it was pretty close in terms of stress level and, and how much work we had and yeah. had to do these last couple of years. So if, if I look at it from a very like high level, it seems like Brad or, or Ben – you're dealing more on the outside, dealing with vendors and that sort of thing. Brad, you more more on the inside. What are the two biggest challenges, both for you on the outside, dealing with the, those vendors, and Brad from the inside, dealing with you know uh, manufacturing that sort of thing? From uh, a supply chain um, side of things, uh, lead times um, going out at the beginning of 2021 was our largest struggle and that continues as we start 2022 right. um, but it has stabilized I think in the last three or four months as far as um, suppliers lead times so at least we're giving Brad's team and PIC some good dates to hit uh, when they should be ordering product to hit his manufacturing plans and then what was your second question as far as on the inside. <laughs> yeah on our side you know it, it company always believed in inventory so we always had inventory um and now we're running low on inventory and, and you're getting bigger backlogs um you know we're trying to keep enough work out there get enough people hired produce enough product because you know we just want to take care of the customer right. and and it's been a challenging year trying to do that our inventories are lower we're not we know we're not performing like like most people as, as well as we have historically so um, you know, just trying to get as much stuff out the door as we can so we can keep the customers happy is, has been the challenge. And, and it's hand-in-hand hand because, you know, we need the purchase parts to do that. We need the equipment, the people, and and everything that, you know, we need to have to get product out to our customers. So that's been much more of a challenge this year and much different from years past where, you know, we had inventory and we didn't have some of the supply challenges we had this year. Right. The other side of the supplier um, issue is labor. Um, they are, there's, there's a lot of iron foundries that we deal with that struggle on, um, getting labor. Right. It's really no different than what a by McDonald's is, is, is experiencing as well. So are you seeing that same thing overseas as well? Um, overseas is a little bit different. Um, we think they went through that wave, um, back at the end of 2020, um, after COVID went through and then the second COVID went through in right. 2021. They seem to react a little bit differently with labor. 
they don't claim they have labor issues right. but we saw lead times um, extend out on some of our import plumbing lines for instance we're out into 2023 wow. for deliveries on some of those components right right interesting so what are some things that ay or your groups maybe in particular have done over the last year or so to try and embrace these challenges you know analytics is another thing it's it's we've really embraced analytics and and there's so much going on right now you kind of got to sort through all of it and see what is the most important thing and and using analytics and some of the tools we have now where we can kind of see the whole supply chain gives us better visibility of that um to ben's point on dual source you know it's kind of been the the ebb and flow you know everybody is in the lean manufacturing and not carrying inventories and and going to one supplier to reduce cost and transportation costs and all and all this stuff and i think we've always kind of been in the position of you know we're going to carry inventory and we started this dual sourcing thing just to purchasing and pic people are just kind of risk adverse you know <laughs> we like to stay off the radar right? <laughs> and if, we have, and if we have product and we have you know backups we, we stay off the radar so Ben's 100% right on that. You know, we have, we're just going to continue to do that and just try to reduce the risk in the supply chain so we're better protected there. Yeah, right. I do feel like both your groups are kind of some of those departments that, not that you forget about, but that you don't realize. Oh, yeah. no, I, customer service, that's customer facing. Everybody knows about that. The work in the factory and the foundry, but it's all the stuff that happens in between there that I think gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah, I, I always liken it to when I was in the sales department. It's like you want the phones ringing, you want to be busy, you want the orders coming in, you want customers calling. And there's a lot of departments like that. But in, in purchasing and PIC, you know, like when you hear crickets and nothing's going on, then you know it's like, all right, we're, we're doing every, well. where everything's doing good. So <laughs> no like, news is good news. We like to fly below the radar and have nobody even notice that we're there because then we know, we're, you know things are probably going pretty well. You know, you, you, talked about, you talked about analytics. You've had to kind of look at, you know, you can look at a five, ten year trend, but then over the last year, two years, it's had to have just thrown out the window. I mean, as far as those analytics, and it's it's a to a certain extent a, a guessing game at, at a certain point, isn't it? Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody could have guessed what COVID was going to do to to our lifestyles and people. You know, I mean, I think the the thought was, you know, the sky is falling. You know, when COVID hit, everybody's dropping their inventories, you know, laying people off. And all of a sudden, it's like it, it didn't take that big dip and it started to ramp up real quick. So everybody's trying to get all the material at once. And, um, yeah, it just we I don't think anybody can predict how COVID impacted our lives. Even, you know, people just change the way they live, you know, moving out of cities, working remotely, mm-hmm. doing all these things that remodeling, you know, all yeah. everybody's homes pr- projects they did during COVID. Um, yeah, we, we, I don't think anyone saw that coming and realized how that was going to change our lives. Yeah. How was, how has the last two years kind of affected the shipping? I know you do a lot of stuff from overseas. I mean, how, how has that really affected? Yeah. Um, I was say a lot of those ships are just sitting out there just kind of floating around waiting for, for they're anchored ability. off of the coast yeah. and some of them sit there for a month or so before wow. they can get into port. And you're talking a container that can hold... 10 or i'm sorry a ship a vessel that can hold 10,000 containers um when they unload that you got to have chassis and trucks and warehouse space to get that all offloaded and back onto the rail or or uh highways to get it to its destination is is there one bottleneck 
it's kind of slowed that whole thing down as far as whether it be chassis or drivers or whatever it's it might a lot be. of things it? it's a lot of things yeah. you mentioned chassis that was if you followed the news last year that was one month's problem the yeah. next one was warehouse space um not enough labor not enough time to actually get the vessel into the into the port to unload it so there's been a lot of changes that have occurred at least in the last three months to try and alleviate a lot of that uh, um, that uh, port issue but there's the predictions for 2022 for incoming freight to the U.S. is still on par with what it was going to be uh, or what we experienced in 2021 mm -hmm. which I think was about 20 percent higher than anything we had in the past so we're still getting heavy imports. So what you're saying is it's not leveling out at that. It's going to gain another 20%. No, I think or it's it, – the predictions are that 2022 should be similar to 2021 okay. for the imports. Right. So it might not get any better. It it's, might not get any worse. You would think they'd We've be able the to figure yeah. it out and get better um, through 2022. Uh, but time will tell. All right. So if you put your crystal ball in front of you and kind of look through it, what does, uh, what does this year look like, do you think? from uh, your perspective. What kind of Christmas are you two going to yeah. have? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've already conceded that it's going to be much the same as 2021 in terms of, you know, all the the supply chain issues that are going to linger out there. Um, yeah, I think kind of the things we hear is maybe in 2023, it'll start to start to soften a little bit. It might be late 2023 or 2024 before we kind of get back into a, a normal zone that we're used to. Um, but all of our, our suppliers and, you know, a lot of people we talk to in the industry, they have such big backlogs yet. And people are still trying to get labor and still trying to get product in the door. So I think it's going to be with us for, for a while yet. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Brad. It's, it's going to be a while to dig out of this hole that yeah. everybody is in. Um, I think in, uh, I don't know, I'm seeing some light, maybe summer 2022 when we, uh, some of these dual sourcing activities on key um, products come on board, and um, maybe Q3, Q4 looks like uh, light at the end of the tunnel, at least from my perspective. Sure. Well, and from the manufacturing perspective, we're also uh, adding cells and coworkers and kind of tackling it from that side of things. I don't know if you wanted to add anything about that or. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know. Um, Obviously, to keep up with demand, we have to hire a lot of people. We have to get new equipment, um, and, and a lot of those things are underway right now. Um, obviously, it's it's it, the challenge is people too. Um, every it's you know the unemployment rates are is low. Everybody's fighting for labor, um, but certainly that's that's kind of top of mind for for the manufacturing group. Is you know we need the we need the people, we need the equipment, so we can start churning out more products to to keep our keep shipping goods to our customers yeah it's hard it's hard to uh find a place driving up and down the street here that doesn't have a help wanted sign and yeah. i mean even when you're looking at it, regardless of the industry it's you know restaurants uh you know, the uh hospitality industries whatever it is it's just getting killed by the lack of lack of people to work yeah same story we hear from all the people we talk to yeah i don't think anybody has a silver bullet so it'll be a challenge 
one thing I think is interesting is, uh, you know, places like Walmart uh, and even fast food places, they just keep raising their wages. So my kids have a totally <laughs> skewed vision oh, of yeah. what their worth is. Yeah. You know, like, right. uh, I'm only making $15 an hour. I'm like, you do n- <laughs> hardly anything for your job. <laughs> your skills are limited. Let's not complain. Yep. <laughs> so I wonder if that'll come back around and then... Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, it's far from the dollar fifty you used to get for a paper out. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, 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 it's great starting wages for for everybody. I mean, inflation's an issue that we're we're dealing with too. But you know, that all all kind of leads to inflation and all the price increases we're seeing as as well too. You know, it all kind of rolls up. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, this is this is very very fresh, obviously. So you may not have any idea right now, but specifically for Ben. You know, you were looking at what Russia and Ukraine and what's happening over there. Have you seen or heard anything from our suppliers as far as issues with that? Again, it might be too early to tell. Only one supplier um, that we deal with in Italy uh, on our pump product. Um, They have uh, a subsidiary office in Moscow, and they also have a number of customers in the Ukraine. So uh, we were on a call with them last Friday morning, and they gave us that news that they would have to put some focus and efforts on to what is going to happen with that side of their business. Right. Um, but a direct effect on AY McDonald was nothing. Yeah. Um, they would still be able to manufacture product because it's in Italy. Yeah, it's more of the trickle-down effect yeah. of yeah. they don't have a grommet, they don't have this, so right. we can't get the whole thing made, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we've, I mean, you know, so there's, I don't think we've seen big spikes in, in raw materials because of, I think oil, oil's been going up mm-hmm. to, to a high, but right. so far it seems kind of limited on our exposure with what's going on in ukraine just watching it today watched oil spike 10 percent um copper jumped up a little bit um but it's so unpredictable these does days. your blood pressure go up along <laughs> with it? we watch it every day we watch the ingot and uh, copper every day because that's our business and it's just looked like this now for the past six months and there's there's no calmness to it and we're just looking for it to be calm yeah. again so we can predict the future and it hasn't happened yeah nope. forecasting at a time right. like this yeah must Tough. just be <laughs> a shot in the dark yeah, yeah. i'm fortunate enough where I, i'm able to see what these guys do a lot during the day and you know a lot of stress between your two groups how do, how do, how do your groups handle that i mean you know you got customers screaming you got territory managers wanting this wanting that product managers Product management can be the you know the hardest group to deal with. I'm quite I'm quite sure. Well, you, <laughs> you know, know we, I I tell our groups, hey, we're we we talk to our sales group and purchasing groups and things like that, but we don't have to talk to the end users. So <laughs> you might feel stressed, but you know, it, it, I'm sure it's more difficult probably when you're on the front lines and we're we're a little bit removed from the front lines. But uh, yeah, you just kind of gotta adapt and you know not take it home with you and and. and you're doing everything you can right um so you like i said we got ben who's always smiling he's a calming factor um our group takes it pretty pretty well back there and we you know just just kind of talk about that and like guys you know we're doing everything we can you can't take this personally and and do your best not to let it affect you too much i'd say our system that's in place um helps even it all out there's only so much that we can physically make in a day, right? So the planning team knows what that is, relays it back through purchasing, expedite this, push these back. You know, we're, 
we're kind of reacting in our department to what the needs are out of planning and inventory control. And um, it'd be great to have a stock situation yeah. again uh, <laughs> soon, but um, that's not the world we live in right now. So right. that's what we're reacting to. You mentioned don't take it home, so we've talked all about work. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your home life or what you do outside of work for fun. Well, then. I grew up a farm boy, so uh, I got six brothers and no sisters. So there's seven boys that grew up on a farm. You can imagine that life. Um, but uh, we get together quite a bit, um, maybe once a month or so, and it's fun. It could be rowdy. I bet. Stupid. <laughs> is you know? the farm around here, around Dubuque here? It is. It's across the Mississippi. Okay. Um, Dad still owns the farm and rents it out because... None of us kids wanted to do farming. You don't ever go up and help or anything like that? <laughs> There's nothing to do anymore. No? <laughs> it's all automated. It was all manual growing up, but now yeah. everything is, uh, it's it's simple life. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'm married, um, have a daughter that graduated high school last year, and then uh, a stepson who also just graduated and is going to college. And then uh, two stepdaughters. So oh, wow. there's grandkids in there somewhere, and they're a lot of fun, too. Wow. Nice. <laughs> You're a grandfather? I am. You, you are too that. young to be a grandfather. <laughs> I know. Grandpa but it's I was going to say, it looks like he's 32, <laughs> you know? Holy cow. And, um, for me, you know, I say I grew up on a farm, too. My kids tell me it wasn't a farm. It's just a pretend to farm, but <laughs> grew up in the country. Um, one brother. Um, Currently, I uh, live in Dubuque with my wife and three kids. Um, all three of them were 8, 13, and, and 17, so we'll have our daughter going off to uh, college next year, which starts to make you feel a little old. And for us, you know, it's it's chasing kids around, um, kind of do whatever they do, follow their activities, um, whenever we can, you know, try to get a vacation in, sneak out, do some things outside, and... and uh, but yeah, we'll be we'll be living their lives for ten years. Yeah, kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then when it's over, I'm sure I'll miss and it. Then we'll be bored. Yep. I'm always we'll like, I'm, bored just, out I'm always mind. running. But yeah. I'm sure when I'm not, I'll, well, I'll miss it. Doug might. Yeah, I yeah, think Doug. Say, will. That, that happens for like a month or two. You don't miss all those bored. swim meets. No, not not missing the swim <laughs> meets at kids. all. It's uh, <laughs> oh, they know. Yeah, <laughs> there's no surprise to them. So. Yeah, empty nestings. That's not such a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna ask Kim if she thinks empty nesting. Oh, don't nesting. ask it. No, no, no. That, 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 I can guarantee you that's uh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be not the same answer there. So, um, so as far as you know, the short term, long term, we kind of covered that. The future, um, you know, obviously, we, we when we talk to AY McDonald employees, coworkers, we always talk about customers, the boss. Um, you know, if you're talk to the customer today what would you tell them as far as what we're doing in order to get get them what they need i mean we're it's uh i mean we're doing everything we're we're we're, we've we've got a lot of plans out there to improve our output i mean there's a thousand things going on i there's there's as many things going on in this company as as i can ever remember and it's all focused on getting more product out to the customer so um the answer is we're doing everything we can to get more out the door yeah. to them, and, and that won't stop until we get there. Um, and a lot of change goes along with that. You know, we're doing things that we haven't done before. We're just doing things differently, and 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 uh, whatever we can think of to improve our productivity and throughput, 
we're looking at every option we can to to get more product out the door and things I never thought we would probably do here but you know times change we got to change with it so um guess messages we're working on as hard as we can hang with us hang with <laughs> us yep yeah and to support that with brad it's um we call it where's my stuff initiative um you can use a different word in place <laughs> of stuff <laughs> if you want to but that's the question that our end customer is calling into customer service and sales every day where's my stuff that naturally trickles through the system and ends up at purchasing where's my stuff and we're asking that same exact question to our key suppliers. Um, we need our stuff, and we need it by this time in order to keep our plans in place. Um, most of them have responded extremely well and have put that additional capacity in place. And um, we're not stopping. I mean, we've got, we call it dual sourcing, but I've got three, four sources right. on key product here to make sure that we do not run into issues going forward yeah. um, and if we do we've got reliable second sources set up that we, that we can jump towards yeah i would imagine you really take a close look at who your good partners are yeah um not just any vendor but who's really kind of in it with you I had some good advice from one of our key suppliers who um, was our dual source on some product until they were overloaded in 2021 and we lost them as a dual source and their advice was be best friends with your current source be their buddies call them every week whatever they send you thank them for it send it's them a, lunch yeah. it's a whole different yeah. way of doing business with you're not you're not normally um sending gifts to your suppliers <laughs> it's usually the other way around but right. it's changed and yeah. um we're we're extremely supportive of our suppliers and um they're helping us out yeah and I'd say, you know, the one thing, too, that I see is that to Brad's point, but actually to both of your points, you know, this is a 166-year-old company, and the thing that Rob and Scott always say is that we're a 166-year-old company. We just don't want to act like it. And change is, you know, we're, we're, we're willing to accept change. And, you know, these two guys and all, all the departments are working, and there's no doubt about that uh, the, the number one objective in the company, regardless of the department, is get the customer or the product as soon as we can. All right. Yeah, and, and as hard as this these years have been, you you know when we come out of it, we're going to be a lot better than yeah, we were. Right. Yep. And and it you know it just it makes you do things differently. And I and just know when we get there, we're going to be a better company for it. And and that's that'll be an exciting day when that happens. We've got a plan in place, yep. and we're going to resolve the supply chain issue and um, help our customers out. I hope they remember that in the future and continue to do business. Yeah. We're not we're not here for the next quarter. We're here for the next. 166 three, years. 166 years. I was say three <laughs> yeah. or four generations. Right. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about that. So, good. You need to close it up? Anything else, Mr. Rouse? No, I can't think of anything. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Brad and Ben, thank you so much. You, you are not an introvert. No. We can hide it well. We can yeah, hide yeah, it yeah. well. Yeah. I did not realize that the supply chain conversation would be so interesting, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you for sharing all that. I know your jobs are not easy, especially in this last year and a half. Um, but you're you're very much appreciated within the company and outside of the company. So thank you for sitting down with us. Thank you. Well, thank you. Appreciate and it. 
for those of you listening and watching, um, you can go to aymcdonald.com or visit us on all our socials. You can submit ideas to ayafterhours at aymcdonald.com, and we'll see you next time. Dude, easy. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> he did. Don't even try it. Nice One job. Take. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.